0: Humanity has been obsessed and infatuated with different types of rocks and minerals. We look at precious metals, things like gold, silver, and bronze, and platinum, diamonds, and we assign it some type of intrinsic value in the world. Gold has been loved so much as jewelry that it also became a standard of which we based currency on at one time but I don't believe that gold and precious metals are the currency of the future. I believe it's something that we take for granted every single day. Water. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America out loud network. Welcome, Bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, www.americaoutloud.com, where you can find plenty of great content, shows, articles, as well as the America Out Loud talk radio on your favorite app. Whether that's an iPhone or Android device, you can download the America Out Loud app right there in the store to be able to hear the live radio shows or go straight through the website. Also, make sure you visit the sponsors. They help make this content a reality. Let's get straight to it. Have you ever thought when you're in the shower at some point in time that if something catastrophic happened, such as there was a power outage, right? And not like just a power outage in your neighborhood, but a power outage that stop the pressure and pumping of water that you would not be able to take a shower that you could not open up your spigot and continue the drink water. It would be a crisis scenario immediately for the region where that's happening or for the entire country should water access completely disappear. What would you do in those opening moments? Perhaps you would think, I will be back on pretty soon. Or maybe you think to yourself, wow, I'm up a crick. Quite literally, you might have to get up a crick in order to get your drinking water. I believe that water is going to be the next great currency. It's what we could possibly back currency with. And I know this sounds like an absolutely crazy idea, but I was talking to a friend of mine and he brought up the next war would be over fresh water rights. And this is something that I've been thinking about. And I was like, well, I got to do a show on this right now because I figure everybody right now is probably doing a show on Donald Trump and the indictment arraignment that happened yesterday. So I'll cover that very, very briefly with a couple statements here. So Donald Trump was indicted. The arraignment happened and the statement of facts have come out. Almost every single person, including Mitt Romney, is saying that the statement of facts that have been released is a bunch of baloney, that it's charges that have been amped up, likely for political purposes, and that at the end of the day, Donald Trump will likely be acquitted on all of these charges. The crime is very much uh, out there as kind of this carte blanche. He's paying off people. Well, what does that really mean in the illegal sense? And they're saying that he circumvented the law by creating LLCs, variable trust in order to make these payments and keep it as hush money. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that every single major president pays money through backdoor channels in order to hide stories. Screw it. Just look at Hunter Biden, right? We can see the people influenced to make sure that the laptop story would not come out. I posted a photo of the flag upside down on my Twitter page and people immediately took that as me saying, I'm upset that Donald Trump is being arraigned. And they're like, what you don't support the charges and this is before they came out. And my statement is very clear. It's a sad day in the United States. It's a day of great distress. In case you don't know, that's the meaning of the American flag upside down. The country is in distress. It's a day of distress when we are indicting and arresting a former or a current president. That is a horrible day. It means that as a country, we might've had a really a flawed decision as an electorate in the individual that we put in office. I also believe it's a distressed day because what we're seeing in this entire document tells me that there's a lot more people that likely would be indicted. You know, likely you could say, there's a case upcoming right now that you could indict people like bill clinton people like joe biden you could indict them on the same type of hush monies over the years bill clinton paid hush money over the years had affairs he's part of the epstein side which people seem to go gee it would be great if they actually brought people to justice it will never happen Because this thing that Bragg brought up with Donald Trump, all these other politicians are doing too. So our country is in great distress right now. When you have a politicized agenda, a politicized family going after an ex-president and making sure that misdemeanor charges reach a felony class E level, this is a bunch of bull crap. And that's my only statement on, on any of this. It's a bunch of bull crap. Uh, Congratulations to Donald Trump. You're now the 2024 presidential nominee. Uh, (laughs) Enjoy your run coming up because this is going to place you very nicely for all the rest of your campaign. Now, let's get to the crutch of the show that I wanted to do today, talking about fresh water. I talked uh, maybe about three, four weeks ago about Nestle. And their CEO at the time, he's no longer the CEO, but he talked about how he believed that you could buy up the rights to waterways. And as a result, some of the lakes would start to uh, drain and water areas where people were relying on the watershed before they were unable to, it was causing great droughts. And the United States is one of the largest freshwater uh, bodies of land. In the world. Uh, I believe, according to uh, statistics, we have about 42%, 45% of all the fresh water in the world. Asia has 28%, Europe has 15.5%, and Africa only has 9% fresh water. That puts America dangerously close. To the crosshairs with other countries that puts us in a coveted spot now the reason why usa is one of the largest freshwater uh, countries and reserves are because we have more than 100 lakes we also have the great lakes lake superior lake ontario michigan and lake erie now those lakes are shared with canada and the united states And so as I was researching the show, it led me down this uh, rabbit hole of who owns waterways. And so I started first with the Great Lakes. And I found that the Great Lakes is not owned by the United States. It's not owned by Canada, but rather a public trust doctrine, which is uh, basically an international legal theory that applies to both Canada and the United States which oversees the great lakes and it says that the water is owned by the general public under this public trust doctrine and under that they decided to make a boundary waters treaty of 1909 and this was in order to allow both united states and canada to enjoy the right to freely navigate the great lake system subject to reasonable non-discriminatory regulation by either state. So this enabled them to access the water and provide it to the residents as long as it was not hurting one of the other uh, member states. Now, there is one of the Great Lakes, which is entirely part of the United States, and that is Lake Michigan. The others form a boundary of the United States and Canada. So Lake Michigan is not for Canada. It's just uh, for the United States. And that's the third largest of the five lakes by surface area. And the second largest, actually, by volume. Why does this matter? Yesterday, I did an episode on BRICS. I talked about how the yuan was becoming, going to become the new currency in the world. reserve currency. That's the push that they're trying to make. What if I told you that the end result of everything wasn't going to be that we backed gold with currency, but we backed fresh water with currency. Now that would put the United States in a great position as far as the world goes to say, well, we can continue to provide great drinking resources. It also puts the United States at great security risks as well. Have you noticed all of the water supply issues around the country, whether it's lead in schools, lead in water there, uh, lead in Flint, Michigan, that still doesn't seem like it's getting fixed? I'm not laughing at it. It's sad. Uh, The chemical release in Ohio into the Ohio River, the chemical release going into the Delaware River, uh, chemicals just throughout the tributaries and waterways throughout the United States. It would be really easy to poison citizens of the United States, uh, simply by attacking the water supply. So why do I believe that we're going to see uh, property rights and water? (laughs) Well, you may want to pay attention to the headlines of what's going on in the western part of our country. You can find a story that was run by CBS News back in January, and it completely, I missed it. But when I was researching the show, after following up on bricks and figuring this all out, I found it and I was like, wow, this is really aligning with my theory here. So the federal government was uh, needing to figure out how they were dealing with the Colorado River. There's a shortfall of the amount of water that was there. And uh, there are people that are investing in the Colorado River. Private Private investment firms, Wall Street investors, are now starting to purchase parts of the Colorado River in the American West. We have people that are purchasing the rights to those waterways in order to be able to use it. Now, farmers, cities, they are all depending on the Colorado River uh, in order to maintain their uh, way of life. And so this could put all of that in major uh, jeopardy. There's also this New York based investment firm called water asset management, and they have bought a farm in this Valley out there back in 2017. Uh, There's also a $20 million worth of land in Western Colorado that they purchased uh, just within the last five years. They're one of the largest landowners in Grand Valley. Uh, There is another hedge fund, uh, and they're saying that United States waterways, the fresh waterways, are going to become a trillion-dollar market opportunity. When Wall Street starts putting the waterways in their crosshairs, saying that that's a trillion-dollar opportunity, all American ears should perk up. You're going to need that water coming into your home for your showers. You're going to need that water to be able to drink the sustained life. You're going to need that water in order to be prosperous. So why are people trying to purchase the water rights? Are you aware of water law? Well, in the second half of the show today, I'm going to talk about water law, private surface water rights, the Reptarian uh, doctrine, uh, the prior appropriation doctrine. I'm going to talk about the hybrid systems that some states have put in place. We're going to talk about private groundwater rights, the absolute dominion rule, and so many other things. So that way you can be prepared that when people start purchasing your fresh water supply, you will know what your rights are. And make sure that Wall Street can't screw you out of that, too. Because mark my word, the currency is going to be changing very soon, very rapidly. We're seeing the markers right now that the fiat dollar backed by Fort Knox, that's a joke. We're going to have something completely different here in the future. They're going to usher this in under climate change, too. And water scarcity? We got to protect Americans. It's all a farce. Pay attention to what I'm going to tell you about the doctrines coming right up. Make sure you go to the website, americaoutloud.com. Visit our sponsors. They keep the lights on. I'll be right back in just a few moments. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Worried about spike protein? Dr. Peter McCullough and the Wellness Company may have a solution. Get the incredible American-made GMO-free spike formula from the Wellness Company. Go to twc.health and use promo code OUTLOUD HealthyCell.com, code out loud. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made CofixRx nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. AmericaOutloud.com. Welcome back, Bold American. Second half of the show here. We're going to get straight into talking about water rights. What are they? Why do they matter? And why is Wall Street uh, getting very interested in purchasing these things? All right. First and foremost, water rights are the legal entitlements or permissions that are granted in order to use water. Now, the rights can be granted by governments or other authorities, and they determine who can use water, how much water can be used, and for what purposes can the water be used. Now, last time I checked, there's not one person in the world that can survive without water. There's not an animal that could survive without water. Water is a human necessity. And as a result, there should be a right to water as it is a right to life. As a, because of all this, water rights are complex. And depending where you live, there's different jurisdictions that will talk about what type of water source is involved. So the two main types of water rights are riparian and appropriative riparian. Water rights are based on a principle that you're located adjacent to a water source, like a stream river or lake. So picture yourself living directly alongside a river and your property goes up to that river. You would have rights to the river banks and the water that's on your land because you are a landowner there. So the rights are granted to the landowners where your property borders directly to a water source. Now that does not mean you have a right to alter the river, the lake, the stream for everybody else that's downstream. That does not give you this huge right to do so. You're entitled to use a certain amount of water for reasonable and beneficial purposes. So what if I lived next to one of the Great Lakes and uh, I had land that directly backed up? Could I start my own bottling company business and start bottling up the Great Lakes, purifying the water, uh, running through a uh, distilled process and selling it and calling it Bolden Water? Could I do that? Possibly. But if it was causing a negative impact to the neighbors or to the rivers and streams that come off the lake, then that riparian water right would likely be uh, taken away. They would say that I'm harming other people's beneficial and reasonable rights. Appropriative water rights, the other uh, of the two, are granted to individuals or entities that apply for a permit to use water from a particular source. And so, these rights are based on a priority system, which means that if you've been using the water for the longest period of time, you have the highest priority in order to continue to use it. These type of rights are extremely valuable, especially where water is scarce or in high demand. Can you imagine water rights in a place like Africa? where there's only 9% fresh water compared to 45% here in the United States. Now, the water rights restrictions are going to be completely different in Africa versus the United States. But here in our country, we have regulations and restrictions that include the amount of water that you can use, the environmental impact that you're going to have, as well as the public interest that could be... uh, affecting people based upon the sanitation for the water to drink. So why are investors going out to the Colorado River, this 1,450-mile-long river that spans from the Rocky Mountains all the way down to the Southern California and Mexico border? Why is that something that uh, people are wanting to control, right? We get the Northwestern Mexico and the Gulf of California. Well, you have to understand scarcity and water rights. They're connected because water rights are a way that we manage and allocate the limited water resources that are available in parts of our country that are not next to the Great Lakes. And when water is scarce, it creates competition. And that is competition amongst all other users for access to that water, which means if somebody were to uh, use all the water in Colorado, by the time you get down near the uh, Mexico border, perhaps the Colorado River is drying up due to a drought perhaps there's less water it's not running at the usual height and as a result the cities become endangered from being able to provide all of their residents with the drinking water that they need that's just an example to help you understand why i believe that water is going to be so valuable and how this can be part of the reserve currency so continue to to follow me on all this so we have competition also Water rights, where it's scarce, are valuable because they have a legal framework for how you can control the use of water. (laughs) If you control the use of water, you control the population, you control the people. So for an example, uh, we have places in our country that water rights can be granted to farmers who need to irrigate their crops or to industries that need to use large amounts of water for energy production, such as nuclear power plants. They take in the waterways like here on the Delaware river, we have a, a one and it takes in the water and then cools off the uranium. Uh, I'm not sure if that's exactly how that works, but it, it is used for the steam generation cooling off the heat to keep everything stable. If there was not those type of water rights, then water could easily be overused, and this would have shortages in spots. It would not be equitable. People could not be able to continue to live. People would die. It would cause horrible damaging effects on the environment. Have you ever thought about the size and population of the earth and the amount of water that's on the earth? And yet we still have places where humans live that they have trouble having clean drinking water shows. There's a real problem here. It also shows why water rights are important. So because of the international laws, there are many people that believe that water needs to be distributed fairly and equitably among different users. It's also really important when you have conflicts over water resources, such as areas of natural ecosystems, cities, and farms, because water rights will help balance the needs and prevent one group from using too much water at the expense of others. So water scarcity and water rights are interconnected in an intimate way because it could change what type of limited water resources are available. So let's go back to the story about the Colorado River and what's going on with New York investors, the water asset management acquiring farmland and the water rights that come with it. These are people that are looking to create scarcity because with scarcity comes what they can charge for you later. I mean, just listen to the title of the investment firm, Water Asset Management. I think you can see exactly what they want to do. Now, water asset management understands that clean water is growing increasingly scarce along the Colorado River. The river relies on the snow in the Rocky Mountains when it melts in the spring and the summer, which, by the way, if you've ever been out to the Rocky Mountains, absolutely beautiful it should be one of the the wonders of the world by far um it's just something that's all inspiring when you see the rocky mountains still with snow covers in may when you get out there it's one of the most beautiful things i had a girlfriend who lived out there with her family and i fell in love um twice first with my girlfriend then i fell in love with the rocky mountains uh it was absolutely beautiful i still think very fondly of that area But knowing that when we talk about global uh, warming, we talk about climate change, whatever you believe is causing some of this, okay, we won't get into the politics. What we do know is the West has been hotter and drier in recent times. Now, maybe that will change in the future. uh, But right now, every degree that the temperature is going up, the river has dropped by about 5%, which over the past 100 years... Uh, A specialist at the Weather Channel, Greg Postel, was interviewed, and he says that it's been almost a 20% reduction over the past century in the Colorado River. We also know there was a mega drought. It was 23 23 years this went on, and it's been the worst in 1,200 years. And that's also as Western states continue to grow and take on more population. And so the largest reservoirs now don't have the water that they normally had. They're only about 25% full. And so this is becoming crucial. So scarcity becomes value. Now let's go back to the beginning of the show. We talk about gold. We talk about precious metals. Gold is a resource that we send people down into mines. Uh, We had the gold boom of the United States that sent people out West in order to find this metal. Eventually we back our currency by it. Why do we back our currency by it? Because it's scarce. It takes resources. It's something that is precious. What would be more precious in this world? More valuable than gold? That's right, water. You can't live without it. So Congress is in on this as well. They've allocated $4 billion in drought funding to... uh, tell farmers to not grow crops on their land in order to not use water to make sure that there's water going elsewhere so they're keeping what they call lands fallow they're not growing they're making sure water is not being used the other part that we see is uh the water asset management uh that's buying up some of this farmland Well, they've invested in these properties with new irrigation systems. And so they believe that they're doing the right thing in order to make sure that they can continue to till the soil, so to speak, with these investors. So there's certainly a bunch of companies like Nestle in the past that has been trying to buy up the tributaries, which meant people further downstream wouldn't have access to the water. There have been companies that are trying to take over water ownership in Africa and Asia as well. This has been going on for a long time. First under the uh, British, Dutch, French, and Spanish rule. Soviet Union, the Chinese Empire. This has all been water ownership where they ping pong from one to the next. There are some uh, countries that take exception to state water ownership. Uh, But as a whole, there's normally recognized parts of customary law in water laws. And so, what do I think is happening? Look at China. Look at Russia. Look at BRICS. They're all forming together right now in order to move to the yuan. The dollar reserve is supposedly backed by gold. I promise you go to the Fort Knox. There's not enough gold in Fort Knox, even if it's even there, but there's not enough gold the back the amount of money in circulation at this point in time. But what there is is plenty of water. What there is not is plenty of water in all the areas that we need it. So what better way, but for investors in wall street and for other countries to follow the same uh, pattern in their country, but to control the population through the control of water. So tomorrow, when you hop into the shower, if you've already showered today, and that water is running over your head as you're washing your hair, running over your body, and you're feeling nice and rejuvenated and relaxed, whether that's hot water, cold water, whatever type of shower you take, think if that water was controlled in a way that they want to control carbon credits. Are you seeing where this is going now, right? Carbon footprint. Well, you might have a water footprint as well. They already have smart meters on homes in order to monitor how much electricity, what your carbon footprint looks like, as well as how much water is being used in your home. What time of day is the water running? They can put the electronics on it to figure out, oh, well, that was probably a dishwasher. That was probably a washing machine. Look, that's a shower. Eventually, well, you have a timer. You know, you turn on your shower and you got two minutes to take a shower. After two minutes, the water turns off and you can't access it anymore. You got to wait for a different use. I believe that we're going to see a major battle for water rights as the new currency. People that need to own along the Great Lakes. People that need to own along fresh waterways around the world. And once they own all of that... That is a whole other battle to make people aware of because once they have the water rights and they own the majority of the water rights, you become uh, basically a a, uh, servant to those that own your water. Imagine needing to get a drink at that point in time. So what can you do if water is becoming the next currency? Well, there's already systems in place. There's been great innovation, things like LifeStraw. Uh, there are packets that you can make um, in order to clean your water and make it uh, drink worthy for yourself. So there are resources that will be available. But for right now, I just wanted to plant the seed with my listeners today. I wanted to talk about Water World on Wall Street that I'm seeing investors buying up these rights and it's making me scratch my head and go, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this at the peril of human lives, of agriculture and animals that are going to die because of their changed use? You either believe one of two things, that these companies are intrinsically good and they're looking out for people or that they are opportunists that are looking for a way to make sure they control the most amount of money in the future for themselves. I believe it is the latter option that at the end of the day, they're not going to lose because wall street never loses. As they say in gambling, the house never loses. Hope I gave you some good things to th- uh, think about. We're going to get into some kind of deeper shows here over the next few days. Got some special guests coming up. You're going to hear from uh, Laurie Elizabeth. You're going to hear from uh, John Gribwich, uh, who has been on the show before, as well as my good friend that's been on the show before Chris Michaels from the last call with Chris Michaels show. I'm also looking to book a trip to um, Minneapolis I've been invited to go to the world's quietest room to do a show there. They're doing psychological studies about the benefits. They've said that they've seen miracles happen in this room. Apparently, after you're there for about five minutes, because the room is so quiet, uh, it's negative nine decibels. You start to hear all of your bodily functions, including the blood flowing through your head and your heart. And so I'm a little freaked out. They told me they're going to put me in the room. I get to experience it, but I'm going to try to take a psych- psychological uh, element to this story and talk about the PTSD studies they're doing and so many other things. So I'm looking forward to that. If you want to help support that trip, you can go buy me a cup of coffee on my website, Americaemboldened.com. Uh, it's about an 18 hour drive or a two hour flight for me, uh, but I'm looking the book that trip in June, to sit down with the owner of the lab and a couple of psychologists and bring that story to my listeners. It should be a fascinating one by far, but I just wanted to tell people about that now in case you want to help support it for the future. You know, help buy my plane ticket to get out there or get my hotel room when I'm out there, all that stuff. All right, everybody, I'm going to end right there. I'll be back tomorrow with my guest. Uh, Looking forward to the next three days, looking forward to the Easter uh, holiday and spring break from my teaching job and just bring you some great podcast next week as well. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.